Hello and welcome to the one, the only, Gaming Booth Podcast, episode 16. Now back to its old name because we're indecisive about what name performs better. Joining me is one of the few people avoiding Red Dead Redemption 2, Jordan. That is I, who is no longer a Western. Uh. Okay, um, we're also avoiding Red Dead and this show for as long as he possibly could, Brian. And then you got me, hogtied and dragged back into town. Each and every week we take a trip into the dangerous and disturbing realm we call the multiverse. Except this week. This week we're not going anywhere. But we have been sponsored by another world. Earth 7F. A world where everything by law has to have a sponsorship. So you got all the decals on everything you own, like houses. Is your TV just covered in decals? You can't watch what you're watching? It's or unfortunate. Or are you watching shows also... about decals? If I buy a sheet of decals for a model, does the decal sheet have a sponsor? Definitely. Like, it, that's by law. Like, it definitely has a sponsor. Does a sponsor have to have a sponsor? Yeah, sponsorships have to have a sponsorship. Is it an infinite loop? Yeah, that infinitely loops. It's a terrible world. But it's not the only thing wrong with this world, because it has spiders the size of a house. It's my worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, Spider Wars took many, many lives. Did those spiders have sponsors to go on a rampage? Yes, the spiders have sponsors. Everyone has sponsors. So, a big thank you to 7F, which leads us right into the news. So... This weekend, there was a thing called PAX Australia Feet EB Games Expo because they merged into a kind of average Voltron. It's almost like EB didn't want their own thing anymore. It's or like EB didn't want to pay for their own merge. thing. So, by default, it's biggest one in Australia. So, you two got to go to the thing. One of us simply commanded from Western Australia, demanding you have fun and play games so we can discuss it for all the content. Jordan even survived a trial by fire. <laughs> I survived a trial by fire? You did, because... Well, you, heat stroke. You, oh, heat stroke. Uh, we well, were preparing to have your funeral just in case you dropped dead. Yeah, that's fair enough. Would have been unfortunate. So, um... <laughs> if we went through every poor decision you've made this weekend, we'd be here all day. Yeah, and I don't want to be here all day. I want to do other things. So, you've both played a fair few games, and I guess that kind of leads to the first obvious question. What was your favourite game you guys played at the show? And I will start with Jordan. Well, even though you're only allowed to play it for five minutes after waiting a really long line, it would be Spyro. You know, the remake of the old ones, but new. Yeah, so it's the Spyro Reignited Trilogy, isn't it? So it's all of them. Yes. So after you finally got to play it and see it, are you just excited as you were previously? Oh, definitely. It's my most anticipated game. It's basically... Even though I only got to play it for five minutes, I had enough time to test out the, like, mechanics and how Spyro moves around and everything and in short it basically feels exactly the same except a bit more fluid with better graphics. I you had a choice of three levels to play on which I was guessing is from Spyro 1, 2 and 3. I went with the second one which had like tiki idols and that sort of thing. All right I think we've seen that showed off once before and I think it was Gamescom or something. I believe so. The other I'm not sure what the third level was but the first level was like one of the starting levels where you've got the um, base area and then right around the edge you can fly out after going in a big tower and uh, hunt down an Eggman sort of thing. That wasn't the one I played. The Tiki one, it was because I only had five minutes, I was essentially just trying to rush through as much as I could. So anytime someone talked, I wouldn't listen and I'd just keep going. <laughs> Brian, did you also play it? No, I just watched other people play it. No, because um, you're it, not really experienced with it, are you? No, so I never played the originals. So the only real takeaway I had from it, besides that it looked pretty, was that the uh, camera control felt really dated. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not surprised by that. Yeah. I kind of 
expected because like when they did the crash trilogy there was really just like you can't turn the camera the camera is where it is whereas to be fair it didn't actually feel all that dated it follows where you go or you can choose to snap it so like if you're looking the wrong way to snap the direction you're going with a click of a button snap it's kind of the old style because the camera would never really work properly but it's got it's got both in there so yeah so it gives you options did you notice any changes to that game jordan i can't recall if spyro could roll sideways I swear he could roll. I think this is just a proper remake. So everything that was there will be there still. Game-wise, it was pretty much the same, but way prettier. Oh, that's what you'd expect from a remake. You'd expect it to look better than the old one ever did, because PS1 games So It's not one of those ones where it just looks prettier, but plays horrible. It actually has the full package. Or at least we'll find out if it has all three games soon. It does have all three games. They were very clear that it had all three. <laughs> but on the disc when you download, that is the question. Brian, what was your favourite game that you played? It, it actually does have to be Quake, I think. It's the only game that I, I sat down and played and was genuinely wanted to go for another round on. So that's Quake Champions, isn't it? Yeah, and it was just so smooth and simple. You understood exactly what you needed to do immediately. And it was everything simple done right. And I could have happily played it for the next couple of hours. I'm actually surprised that's your favorite game of the show because, like, so am I. I've seen it. Bef- I've seen it before. I actually have access to like the beta, but I never bothered to try it because I just didn't have any hope for it. So to hear you come in and say like that was your favorite game of the show is surprising. I thought that game had been out for ages, so I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's in beta. It's like how Fortnite's in whatever it is. So <laughs> right. The never beta, beta, alpha, trend. whatever. It's still making money. So yeah, Quake is underrated so what was the demo is this a multiplayer match yeah so i just played a small or like arena sized map against three other players and we were each a different character so we had a different base special ability okay so they added like because that wasn't in quake originally like no so i think it's really the only change so my my guy had a charge attack where he'd sprint at someone and melee them with the gun uh i saw another guy appeared to have some kind of shoulder grenade launches that recharged but it, it didn't really seem to play the change gameplay too much there were just brief moments where you're like oh this is the exact moment this character is built for cool otherwise it was just old quake from what i saw you playing it was fast place gunplay oh it was fast that's cool. quake it, in a nutshell it brought up your speed center of the ui just to enforce how fast you were oh did it that's cool yeah and it, it was encouraging, because you, when you were like going around a corner, you'd see it dropped up and down. You started getting annoyed by it, like, oh, I've got to keep this above 3.30, so you'd be like strafing more and being more efficient with how you moved. It was genuinely useful to try and be competitive. How newcomer-friendly do you think it is, like, for just, like, jumping in like that? Well, I won. You literally just went straight onto the keyboard and started playing, so couldn't be much quicker than that. Well, I, I never played the original Quakes. So I, I had no issue because it was it's a good question for you. Yes, it, I was just building the explanation of my answer. It, it get was... to the point, damn it. <laughs> yes, not too much to the point. Get less for the point. It was very simple and and easy to explain to someone. They just went WSAD, aim with the mouse. It was a re- relatively simple arena. All the guns floated in like spawn pads like they used to yeah it was obvious every icon was very distinct in its appearance and color so it was pretty easy to work out what things were and every gun was very distinct so it was pretty easy to work out what they were used for i'm actually really surprised we're even bringing it up no uh, yeah so am i and that, that's that's why i was so into it i will i will have a great time playing it for about five hours and then forgetting about it i know another game you could play for hours and hours and hours and it's pretty ultimate so yeah, since you've decided to take us to Super Smash Bros, which is a game I'm very excited about, 
But what was the demo you guys got to play? So we basically were playing two minutes gameplay of uh, four-player multiplayer. So did you verse each other? We versed each other and two other people. I got completely thrashed. So when I played first... I realised I was on the big display screen that everyone could see throughout half of the Oh, God. This was when Jordan hadn't turned up yet, so I picked Link so I could actually possibly uh, win, he, so yeah. I won that. Yes, up B Link is still pretty hard to beat. But yeah, we played, you had a selection of, I think it was, say, 16 maps, some of which were classics. I played what I think was a new one, which was basically just a small floating arena platform. I mean, that's in every Smash game. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just another one, but it, but it looked pretty. Um, so I played Link and Samus, who played the same. Then I played... What's the dragon from Metroid? Ripley? Ridley! Ridley. I played Ridley, which played like... He played like Charizard, but didn't have the same tendency to just fly off the edge. What was this be across? Was it... <laughs> it? It was a launch, but it wasn't quite as ridiculous as Charizard, so it was semi-controllable. You could also charge up a fire breath attack um, with one of the buttons. But you had to charge. So you played Ridley, who plays a new character. Did you... Plays any of the Castlevania characters, or weren't they available? Or they weren't available. The only uh, new was... characters was said dragon, uh, the squid girl, and what I'm assuming was a another Fire Emblem skin. <laughs> like really, it was just the classic list. Surprised they didn't really focus on the Castlevania characters. Pretty sure they know people are going to buy it just because it's Smash Bros and it's the same, so... I mean, I'm buying it because of Smash Bros and I'm hoping it's very similar to the Wii U version, so... I'm most likely buying a Switch for Smash Bros. Yep, that makes makes me very happy, that's all I wanted, and it's just that, but but with everyone's there. Every single person is here, so nothing else really surprised you about it, just more Smash? No Walla Luigi. Uh, They were very keen for you to know that everyone was back. Yeah, everyone's here. Incessant about this fact. They had this massive poster that stretched like this five meter wall that was all the characters. Yeah, that is why you're waiting up online. So it's pretty cool. So I'm guessing that you had no way to look at like the menus or anything. You can't tell me if there's like an adventure mode. No, can't tell you anything. Pretty much went straight into it. Damn it! I want an inside scoop. That apparently there's been heaps of characters leaked. So. Haven't they already pretty much announced everyone? No, nope, apparently it could be even crazier, but... Yeah, it's Smash Bros. Like, small Smash Bros. is what I'm after. Um, So, I want to talk about a game that I didn't actually expect to be here or for you to play, and that's Rage 2. I So, when Brian went into Quake Champions, I saw Rage 2 was right next to it. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to jump on. There's a free uh, console and give it a try. It felt very Borderlandsy like but more about enraging and stuff like that or throwing like a boomerang sort of thing that came back at you as boomerangs hopefully do it was just mainly a lot of gunplay and jumping around and that sort of thing it seemed interesting but i wasn't excited for it so it doesn't make you any more excited after playing it no it started off you being in a room and you had to learn the controls before you could actually do anything so that was a little bit annoying you could skip part of it but then after that it was um it's mainly gunplay with uh, like fast paced movement from time to time all right so there's not a cool down uh brian what do you think about it i don't know what borderlands game jordan has played but this did not remind me of borderlands in gameplay in the slightest oh it's the closest thing i could think of it it's is close it closer to... is it like doom or quake like does it feel a bit like that because it's id I, I forgot that it was the that it was id software because I literally just played Quake and come over and I couldn't That's get over cool. how slow my character was. Even Doom's quicker. Like Doom's faster than Rage Two, would you say? Like oh yeah, I, I walk faster than Rage Two, just casually. I think it was the aesthetic they were going for, and we didn't get to do any of the car stuff. It was purely a shooting gallery. But outside of the throwable 
three-sided boomerang thing, it really didn't do anything different to every other grey shooter. That's sort of worrying to me, because, like, Rage 1 was... It did nothing spectacular, and I was just thinking, if they brought back a sequel, you'd think they'd have to really nail it. And maybe the na- the best part is the car bit, but you'd think they'd show that off. Yeah, I was surprised. I was there to drive cars, and I didn't realise it was Rage 2 until there was, like, the banner above it. You could have told me it was anything. Was there obnoxious music playing? No, it was in the middle of the show floor. So, yes, there was obnoxious music playing, but it was from 12 different sources. Well, I mean, right next to us, there was people dancing Fortnite moves. Oh, my God. All day, so (laughs) you could hear that above anything else. (laughs) Have you encountered the Fortnites? Because we did. There was so much of the Fortnites. If I didn't know what someone's costume was, I now just assume they're from Fortnite. It's a good assumption. Everything's Fortnite. Whatever they call it, the kids are playing these days. Okay, so Rage 2. A hit and miss? Or is it just a flat out miss? Well, we haven't seen half the game yet, so... Yeah, it's true. You haven't seen like the bit that I think will be very important to it, which is the driving around, but... I would have assumed they would have demoed that. You know, you just think in a demo you'd want to show off something that goes, yes, I want to buy this game, not. Well, this feels like a shooter. See, they may have, but I stopped playing after a little while because I got bored of it. You got bored in a five-minute demo at a game convention. That is not a good sign. It was It was one of those ones that there wasn't a line for you, so you could just walk up and play. Oh, poor Rage. Not even a <laughs> He's line. He's still not selling it well. <laughs> I think Nuff said. I think Nuff said for <laughs> Rage 2, and that's sort of disappointing because I had hoped that if they brought it back they would have done something interesting but guess not for something that i know you didn't get to play brian but you got to see it a couple times was dreams what do you think about dreams do you have dreams i had dreams once so i have nightmares dreams look like if little big planet and pick your pick your level editor let's say forge if little big planet and forge had a child little big forge and it looked like you could spend little big forge I look like you could spend forever building your 3D world, and it looked really versatile for that, but that's all I saw. So I have no idea if once you've finished building your intricate platforms, if you just sit there and look like an idiot on them. Uh, but the, the engine looked really clever. They've been developing that engine for a bloody long time, and a lot of people thought it was cancelled, but, you know, it's just keeps going back. I don't know, like, it seems like a game that's very hard to explain. They were not plugging it. No? They, they were not interested in advertising it. That's surprising. I guess no one from the company there that understood the game was there. So just, like, gave it to a PlayStation guy. It's like, say some nice things about it. It's like, I don't know. They must have been game? daydreaming. It's like, clap. The, uh, the tools can apparently make pretty much everything but an MMO, or so I've heard, so... From what I saw, I'll believe it. They apparently can make movies and stuff with it, too. It's apparently that first style. So there's one more big game that I know you both played, and I really want to know more about it, because it's Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice, the new FromSoft Dark souls game, and since Brian has just experienced with it, what was the demo you got to play? I know Jordan probably knows a bit better than you do, but I want to kind of get your take. Oh, I know what I've done. No, so you... You, all you all you really got to do was walk up a hill, come to a bridge, and then what they referred to as a corrupted monk sprang down from the roof and started wailing, wailing on you with a long pole arm. Uh, Sounds but, like Dark Souls? Yeah, so like <laughs> Dark Souls. But you had the chance to use the grappling hook built into the arm and jump up on trees around it. So I spent the whole time trying to Spider-Man my way out of it. Uh, and then I realized I don't know how to play Dark Souls, so it got destroyed. But it looked beautiful. Like, I know the graphics are just expected to be good nowadays, but the uh, Japanese theming on everything looked fantastic. So was it like the side of a castle kind of area? Like It was a, a temple sort of situation. Okay, a temple. So this is... It's the same guy from the uh, uh, gameplay in the trailer that we saw. 
Which trailer, though? There's been a couple the, trailers. The first one that went for, like, a minute. That, like, skipped through certain bits. Oh, okay, yeah. so it's there. Is the one that... Is that that bridge where it ends with a snake? Would, no, not, none of us made it past the monk. See, apparently you could play some other bits before that, but for some reason with that demo, however far you progress, that's where it started for the next person. Well, yeah, because it was loading after death. Oh, yeah, true. So that would be actually really interesting to see, like, a group effort of packs trying to see where they can get through to, in that game. I think it would have I think it would have gone back after the monk from what I played from it. I almost beat the monk, but the one big big difference uh, in it that I noticed compared to Bloodborne and Dark Souls. No heavy attack. There is a heavy attack. It's in the form of your trick arm, which I needed to have something special to do that if I couldn't activate it. So, apart from just the lack of heavy attack, how does it feel like? Does it feel very like a Dark Souls game, or does it actually have its unique kind of, unique feel to it? It's essentially Dark Souls with swinging, but you can't just swing anyway. You can only swing under certain points. So, like parties and things. Yeah. Uh, well... (laughs) (laughs) I didn't actually know it was a Dark Souls successor when I saw it. I thought it was something else entirely. It's like a Souls in the name, isn't it? It normally gives it away. Like, there's enough clone games out there that I thought it was one of them, so at first I wondered why it existed, and then I really liked the style of it, and then Jordan told me it was a Souls-esque game. Same team, same lead developer, so... I think it does actually stand by itself, is what I'm trying to say. Does it? So it's kind of like a Bloodborne sense apart from Dark Souls, like they do... It's its own unique take. Yeah, but for the most part, it does feel it, like you could tell it felt like a Souls-like game. Yeah, oh, but yeah. the mechanics were pretty much the same, except you could grapple. Yeah, and more, by the um, look of it, it looks more focused on stealth. The bit that we played, no, you, you, it was straight into the boss. But I, I straight did into the see boss. Some, yeah, it was like straight into the boss. But I did see watch some people before that do a little bit of um, stealthing and. That sort of stuff you could choose to avoid enemies or you can go and kill them all i guess that's how self works but like i wouldn't i wouldn't have expected for a demo for them to toss you into a boss fight i guess i want to get through people quickly no we we were playing from a checkpoint someone else had reached the other thing too is if we wanted to we could have kept playing but we thought after we died we'd let someone else have a try so of which you die twice obviously which was interesting so you got to use that mechanic yes you basically you died and you could resurrect straight away, and then the boss will jump on you before you resurrect, or you wait a little bit, and then you have a little bit more time to... Because essentially, it's essentially like, um, you died, you want to continue, or try again. Was there much, like, parrying with this boss? Did you have to kind of reflect attacks? And The only attack I could work out was a light attack. I was swinging around everywhere, couldn't work out if there was, like, a aerial attack. I imagine there's going to be. Did you get to use much of the grappling hook? Yeah, it was it was pretty straightforward. Um, on your screen, there'd be like a white dot um, that if it turns green, you can you've locked onto it, and that's what you grapple up to. Um, and then you can keep grappling and grappling, or you can. I not. only use it in the boss fight scenario. We did watch someone try and uh, sneak their way around the boss by going under the bridge, then grappling up onto a tree and sneaking across. And the boss did spawn and have no idea where they were, but then they couldn't actually progress. Whether that was because it was the end of the demo or whether you have to kill it, I don't know. But mm. they did show that you could stealth. I kind of think that's a bit of a shame of how they demoed it, because I would have thought that you would show the strengths of this game as opposed to the others, where it's like, you can grapple, you can climb on rooftops, you can actually jump without having to do a little run-up. So I would have thought they would have focused more on. I imagine that would have been there, we just didn't get to play it. Yeah, so before we 
move on to the next segment. I want to just talk about what indie games you played, Brian. All right, get ready for me to not remember the names of any indie games, but here we go. No, so I, I tried to go around and see or play every indie game that was there because it was kind of fascinating to see what they were trying to do to be distinctly different from everything else that was going on. And the the common theme was everyone wanted you to know that it was a party game. So, like, for example, there was a... Everything's a party. Okay. Yeah, everything's a party. So we had a game where everyone played as rabbits, four-player on the one screen. Imagine Super Smash Bros, but without actual combat. So you had to run around and pick up different items, and then what the equivalent of the Smash Ball would be would appear, which was an image of the two items you needed to have. So you need to be holding them and then jump oh, okay. into it to score. This is a party game. Yeah, it, it was great, because you could explain it in two seconds. You could still mess with each other on the arena, but if you were just rubbish at what you were doing, you weren't getting knocked off constantly by other people. It was like my first Fisher-Price Smash Brothers, which actually seemed worth checking out. Uh, likewise, there was a game that seemed to be in the spirit of um, Star Wars Demolition, or the game that inspired that, which is showing where I learned games now. But, so it was a, a 3D... Uh, open arena where you each picked a robot with a different uh, attack set and you know fast or slow and large but with more health you had shields you had different guns and blades attached to them and so on but it was all cutesy cartoony yeah and, I think uh, that game was called Dismantle Construct Carnage thank you thank you <laughs> I looked up some of them the only thing I got for Rabbit was Rabbit Smash it's not a real I mean, name that sounds you accurate. to me it is uh, <laughs> so yeah keep the, making a rabbit game guys <laughs> In, in Dismantled, the, again, the, the stall attendant wanted me to know that that was a party game, and then he then <laughs> described it as having a steep learning curve. That's not I a party question. game. Yeah, um, but he was kind of right. Like By the end of the round, I'd picked up all the abilities my character could do. I just had no idea how to implement them against all the other characters. Again, if it was only on Steam. If it was on a console, I can see that getting picked up pretty easily. Um, yeah. Well, there there was one that um, was essentially a top-down zombie game, like your old um, Game Boy game that you made Mitch back at school, where oh they God. just kept coming. I don't know why you remember that, using Pokemon sprites. <laughs> well, it was like better graphics, but same concept, where they just keep coming, and you got to kill them and run. All right, that's a legal debate ongoing. Anyway, playing anything else? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, another game that there was a lot of like small arena four player fighting games. So there was another one where you all played games. as robots. Yeah. Well, again, yeah, there was another one where you also played as robots, but it was a top down, on a slight angle view, uh, and you spawned with only the ability to punch and various weapons of increasing ability would spawn in the arena as you played. Uh, their little gimmick was as you took hits, parts fell off your robot. So by the end, you were just like the body or chassis bouncing around the arena until someone took mercy on you and kicked you off screen entirely. So kind of like Robot Wars, that old TV show. Basically, but all biped. For the most part, if you weren't doing that multiplayer party game, quote-unquote party, you were trying to do what I can only term as weird shit. So we had speech... Oh, also known as streamer bait, I guess. So we had um, speech simulator. Or YouTube bait. You had to... Uh, drag the mouth open and closed and manage the tongue to try and form the words together. So the demo level I did was the robot you were that's trying to look human was on a date. Oh, so it's kind of like Octodad. Yeah, it was the same premise as Octodad, but not as smart. Uh, so Shots fired. It, it, well, you know, it was an amusing concept, but there's no way you actually believe that anyone was falling for this shit because it would take you, you know, two minutes to form one sentence. 
but it made me laugh because it was a moment where I was trying to manage my mouth and like say an important thing and this big alert came up that said peas incoming and my character started lifting a, a spoon to his mouth so I had less if I, if I didn't get it there in time he was going to just like shove it into his face which is how I lost the demo and then there was the small smattering of VR games most of which were just we have a VR headset so let's do this there was an interesting one um, that was boxing except it was more entertaining to watch the people actually doing the boxing than the game itself because um, they had like two people set up right next to each other with like no barrier between them so it's like geez he's getting insanely close to that guy you better not like knock him out but the game itself um it was essentially you stood in an arena and these ninja uh, robots would come at you and have to punch him in the face it looks spammy as all hell. Do you remember the old Wii Sports game where you had the foam sticks on the island and you just spun the controller around and you won? Okay, so you, you can had... still game it that way? Yeah, it felt like you'd do that if you just flailed your fists around like there was no tomorrow. That's how I fight in real life. So, anything else you want to say about PAX? Well, overall, PAX, um, the best sort of segments was the indie and the PlayStation booth. Um, other than that, it was a lot of um, more retro stuff or uh, tabletop games and that sort of stuff, which was kind of cool. There were there were some genuinely intelligent panels going on. So the one the one that stood out that I saw today was this little side one where they were talking about making games for the blind. That would be interesting. And it was it was fascinating. The, the two like little tidbits from it was that a there's a completely audio only first person shooter in existence. It's called the Swamp. And you can genuinely play a shooter solely by sound. That's incredible. They played us a super quick sort of audio clip of it, um, where you were basically just listening to the approaching sound of creatures in surround sound and trying to, like, move to where you thought they were to shoot. Was there a picture, or is this one of those games where you're basically in the dark? Well, you 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 weren't... Terrible joke, because it's for people who can't see... It wasn't actually meant to be a joke. It was meant to be like um, this is an audio-only game. Okay. So yes, you're in the dark. Yeah. The other the other key takeaway was their push to have uh, AAA devs start actually supporting this kind of development, and they had some examples of just where they'd accidentally done it. Apparently, Pokemon Crystal is incredibly popular if, if you're vision impaired, because specifically in that Pokemon game, <laughs> they had a different impact sound for every object you could walk into and players learnt the oh cries of all the Pokemon, so they could do the entire game based on the sound of walking into different objects and knowing the different cries of different Pokemon. That's, that's pretty incredible. Like Pokemon yeah. Crystal represent ahead of its time. So people were asking, like, should it be that all games have to support this? And they're kind of like, well, no, that's impossible. But it was a genuinely interesting little angle of, I never thought about it, I bet most people listening never thought about that that kind of development has to exist so yeah the uh blind thing like that's insanely interesting that like i'm curious how they would implement that in the biggest triple a games like these companies have started to add really good accessibility options like color blindness and the whole tapping can now be a hold the industry is starting to make steps in the right direction for that i think so yeah so that was basically packs was it that thus has summarized the packs Thank you so much for watching. This has been the Gaming Booth Podcast, episode 16. Maybe follow us on your podcasting services and hopefully we'll see you again. Goodbye.